I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. So yesterday we were trying to get a hold of Whitfield and uh, uh, it was not easy. We, it's, it's a weird world we live in. Whitfield Crane has been a friend of mine since 1990, 1991. And uh, uh, it's been uh, an interesting and wonderful friendship over the years. Sometimes he'd disappear for a year or two. Sometimes he'd come back. But then cell phones and the Internet became a real thing, and you could really start to stay in touch. And the reason is he's never had an actual uh, a, a home for any, any real length of time that I know of. Um, so this morning... They decided to shut our international dialing off, and uh, so he's on my cell phone on the speaker. Whitfield, are you there? I am. That sounds great. Actually, by the way, this sounds fantastic. It sounds better than our phones. Oh, good. Yeah, so uh, you were somewhere out in the world, and and I'll let people guess. You're not going to be able to hear it when they guess, but uh, I'll let people guess. You have traveled this whole world over and over again all through the years, and uh, but you never, you know, when you first got the record deal and you guys started a tour, it didn't make sense to have a house. Well, when we got the record deal, we didn't we didn't have a house then either. We're just like you know, we lived in Santa Barbara. We lived on couches, and right. then um, <laughs> and then we were able to you know go on tour. And then we when Ugly Kid Joe broke, I guess nineteen ninety two, uh, we broke around the world. So one of the things that came with, which we didn't even know was strange or good or bad, but it just was, is we toured straight for two and a half years, you know, around the world because that's you know, that's what um, that's. Hold on a second. I'll just hand me those papers right there, please. Thank you. So and and so, you were out touring all over the world. But when you came back, other guys settled down. Other guys found an apartment, and you you found you'd find a girl, you'd live with her, you fell in love, you'd travel, you'd go back out on tour with another band, just hanging out and working for them. Yeah, um, I got a, I got ants in my pants. totally understand that man as you travel through this world it is uh it's 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 easy to be i don't know distracted it's easy to find uh, a a path that doesn't seem like home and you kind of keep looking for it man and i wonder i always wonder that about you like the fact that you travel all the time is it because you are looking for a home or because you're you're curious at all times well i suppose uh, i'm not really looking for a home um certainly i'm curious and I also, you know, I can I, I could go almost anywhere uh, in the world and I crack the code in about three months and then I'll want to go somewhere new. But the, but the cool thing that I've been able to, you know, be part of as far as my journeys and my travails is, is the places that I've gone that I've really sat for three months or even six or seven months at a time is I have, you know, I've, you know, I have people there that I love, families that I love that I can go back 
over and over again. So I feel like is the more you, the more that you might expand. Like you know, if there's a restaurant in your in your hometown that you love, you'll probably go back over and over to that restaurant. So if there's a country you like. And maybe even like a town in that country, you could you you know you could expand on 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 a, on a massive worldwide yeah. scale, which, which which is what I do, you know, and and you do too. I keep my eye on you. You <laughs> you go on your journeys. You go on your journeys. You go you go over to Holland. You do your thing. So I think uh, we're two peas in a pod, dude. I just got back Barcelona, and I can't believe it took me so long to get there and understand that is that immediately went into my top three favorite places in the whole world. Did you see any of the Dalé stuff? Oh, you kidding me, man! It, it went through the 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 the, uh, the giant church. Uh, uh, went through the house. Went through all of his architecture. I mean, his Gaudi was—he's uh, a life changer. And it sounds so trite and 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 kind of corny to say that an architect can change your life and the way you look at stuff. But he really did. Like he was some some crazy Willy Wonka, Alice in Wonderland super genius with a great sense of humor and an insane ability that nobody knows why he had it to build those giant structures. How cool is it that a community, Barcelona, would embrace an artist at that level yeah. and, like, you know, make it a cornerstone of their society? And that that's, that screams that Spain is awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, And, and anybody who doesn't know, it's a G-A-U-D-I. Go look it up and, and look for him. He's the greatest weirdo he is the Salvador Dali of architects. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just the surreal nature of what he did and how he lived and even the weird, funny stuff he put inside of a church. Like, uh, you know, he, he put this series of numbers in a cube that they thought was uh, it was a mystic because each way that you would add it up, it would always come to the same number. And, in, and the fact that it was a Christian church is so it, normally they would get very upset about things like that. And he hid stuff all over his architecture. So yeah. that was the beginning of it. And then the, the, the old buildings, all the history, the forts, the walking through the city. Barcelona was, I can't tell you, like, it, uh, it, it, you know what it did for me? It made me miss my girlfriend. It made me think, this is such a romantic place. This is such wow. a great place. Like, you wanted to share it with somebody like that. Let me ask you this. Were you going, you just got back from there, like, within the last month? Uh, I got back January 9th. Okay, wow. So, did you enjoy the fact that it, that it, that it, everything starts at like eleven p.m.? Yes, yes. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah, yeah. great. Now you can go all night. So, so listen, we got to also get to where you are right now. We're not going to tell you where it's at, but I'm going to give you guys, and you may know, and you may not know some of this. Uh, did you know that right. where you currently are, there's a mystical creature called a, a Nimbulos who lives on the mountain of death? I do know that. I, yeah. I hung out with the Nimbulos. Yesterday, is that right? Did yes. are you aware of the the uh, the mystical river that runs through the place you're at? The magical blue color. I, funny enough, went swimming in the mystical river just that, yesterday. Is that right? Yeah. They, they believed they believed for a long time the locals that uh, the gods had painted the sky that color blue and used the river to wash their paintbrushes, and that's why it looks the way it does. On the street, and then I'll tell you what happened. Then they thought it was bacteria and volcanic activity because you live in a very or you're staying in a very seismic region. But uh, it turned out it wasn't that. And the university finally figured out it was aluminosilicate in the water that actually tricks our eyes. It's not really that blue. It's the fact that it refracts it, and because our eyes perceive colors a certain way, it appears to be that beautiful azure blue color. 
You know, oddly, my mom brought that up like two months ago, that that's why the, the sky is blue in general. And did you know you just were, used the word azure, which I think was used in Clockwork Orange? <laughs> <laughs> if you're just joining the show, our dear friend, Mr. Whitfield Crane, everything from UKJ uh, to Life of Agony to, um, I mean, Mass Mental, I mean, Another Animal, Yellow Cake. It just, it, your projects, man, they just go on and on and on. I mean, we were listening to, I was giving them a taste of the Orchestra of Doom this morning. Nice. Well, that's your, your ability to meet people, travel, connect with them, and then in such a way that you, they go, yes, I think we should try something as crazy as doing UKJ and Sabbath songs with an entire orchestra in Australia. No, that, that gig was actually in... Um... Verona, Italy. Oh, I don't know how I, how I talked it into Australia, but yeah. Okay, so you were you were partying in Verona and you were hanging out, and that's where you met the conductor? I was, uh, literally six years ago to this day, I was in like a little, like a little teeny white truck that looked like a clown car with this dude, Tim McMillan, and his, uh, and his girl and her brother, and we went and toured around acoustically all over Italy to the point, it was like a 30-day tour, and about... A little more than halfway through, I started losing my mind. I mean, it was beyond punk rock. Like, it was it was taxing. And then <clears throat> we got to a place that was that's really beautiful, but we got to a place called Verona. We're in Italy. So we got to a place called Verona, Italy. And when we got there, I go, dude, I'm done with this because I couldn't, I couldn't go on in the clown car anymore. And he said, all right, man. So I just got dropped off in Verona, Italy randomly. And... Um, that's the you know that's that's the the home of opera. So yeah. Yeah, everywhere around there is all these incredible, magnificent you know A plus orchestral musicians. And I started living there and I met everybody. And push comes to shove, I hung out with this uh, the first violinist. Uh, his name's Ukish. He's from uh, Poland, and uh, we started talking about it. And then uh, he knew the conductor, Andrea Battistoni, and all of a sudden. You know, I, th I think I got there April 16th, and then we, we sold out a show at the Restory Theater, uh, the, you know, the third most ancient opera house in Verona. On um, We sold out a show there about, what was that, July 29th, 2016, and it was incredible. Yes, and it was Black Sabbath songs, and it was Ozzy solo songs, and some Richards Crane, and a couple Ugly Kid songs. It was it was special. And no, no um, there was no zero... There was no electric instruments, so it was all analog and and 100% terrifying to go up and sing with it, but it was awesome. Yeah, of course, but that's that's the key, right? Fear is the thing that gets you up in the morning, and fear is the thing that will stop some people, but if you harness it right, it'll drive you to really great, weird places you've never been before. Yeah, I was watching an interview with David Bowie. You can probably find it on the internet somewhere. He's so magical and cool, and he was talking about creatives or artists and that so imagine if you're if you're walking out into in the ocean or a lake or whatever but like you go a little farther where your feet don't touch touch the uh the, you know the bottom and then you're kind of that's right where you should be as an artist you shouldn't be grounded you should just be out of your comfort zone yes yeah, so absolutely I, man. I, I can't I, I agree with david bowie yeah, well, that, that's it, man. That's that's the whole thing with traveling is is sometimes it is a little uh, unnerving. I don't think it's ever been frightening, frightening for me. Once in Moscow, I was a little freaked out. But other than that, <laughs> in which we spent New Year's Eve in Moscow, Red Square one one uh, 
year, probably eight or nine years ago, and I've, it was straight out of a Pink Floyd movie. They had it on lockdown, cops and soldiers, line after line, and they would unlock their arms. They would lock them with each other's elbows and then put them at their sides, and you'd have to turn sideways. All the locals were turning sideways, and they'd go through, and then they'd get to a, a metal detector, and then you could go in Red Square, where there was no food, no water, no bathrooms. You were a backdrop for a TV show that they were shooting for New Year's Eve that would broadcast, and they'd shoot the fireworks. And, and then I've never seen 30,000, 40,000 people empty out in 10 minutes before, but, man, they were gone. Were you riding bikes there? No. No, no. We were just we were on foot the whole way. We flew in from we came in through Krakow, Poland, flew into Moscow, wow. took the train, and then just went on walkabout for a couple of weeks over and then up to St. Petersburg. Wow, that's but, intense. But they're nice people. I mean, you know, the Russians were incredibly nice. It just took a couple of days to get to know them. They, they're not used to people just walking up and sticking out their hand and saying, hello, how are you? Have a good day. Aren't, isn't this great? And smiling, it seems very insincere to them. So, you know, the third time you'd go into a bar, they'd recognize you. They'd realize you were an okay person. And suddenly this whole other side of warmth would come out to them. But they, but they uh, needed to be assured that you were sincere. Yes, of course. Yeah. Now, uh, by the way, where you are right now, if you know where Whitfield Crane is, feel free to, to give it a give it a, a try. He is uh, he's somewhere where every morning at seven a.m. all the radio stations play their national anthem. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the staples of this society. Yeah, uh, you are one of the greenest places in the world. Ninety nine percent of the energy there is solar and wind. <laughs> hey, out of curiosity, if somebody guesses where I'm at, what do they get? Uh, they get choices. Listen, we have a, a, a Notfest Roadshow coming in, a Seven Dust Show, a Megadeth Lamb of God Show. We've got a, uh, uh, what do we got? Allison Chains Breaking Benjamin Bush Show or a Shine Down and Jelly Roll Show. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I would go for, I, I, would, I would pick, not that I'm going to pick it, but if I were going to pick it, I'd pick LeJean. Of course. Of course, LJ and, uh, and Family Man, you couldn't, well, listen, you two are peas in a pod. There's no doubt that you guys were always meant to meet each other and become good friends. Yes. How, how is he doing? He's great. He's, he's out on the road right now, but he just left about three weeks ago. Uh, I think he's getting ready to roll back into Kansas City. They just finished this really fantastic refurbishing a farmhouse out uh, just outside of Kansas City. So they've got their house in the city, and then they've got this other one that he's been working on all summer long. Wow, he's so cool. He's got he has one of the most beautiful families you can put your eyes on. No, it's it's straight out of a, of a goddamn catalog. It's it's crazy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> we were talking earlier, like you know, when I met you so many years ago, I was working a little AM metal station. You guys were out on the first tour in an RV with just a couple of road guys, and and just everybody, you know, there was that crazy connection. But do you remember staying in that crazy studio apartment I had and eating hot dogs? I do remember that. Yeah. I remember I had Doc, ten-eyed Doc Martens and my little leather jacket, and I just basically had one outfit that I walked around the world in. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, you had hot dogs. And let me tell you, dude, there's a moment, even now, hot dogs are good. So like, but, 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 like, you know, yeah. at those levels, when you're, when you got springs in the mattress and you can drink at that level, yeah. there's nothing better than a hot dog about 3 a.m. So, yeah, Fact. dude, of course I remember the hot dogs. They well, they they push they push the you know it's like you could go you could go farther into the into the liquid diet right pretty much and that uh, it was a six hundred eighty square foot uh, studio apartment and I remember looking at speaking of hot dogs and the whole band and, and and road guys are lined up side by side like little hot dogs and just just everybody's asleep and I, it's just the it's such a great memory and then over the years like 
you know, UKJ uh, takes a break, and, and, but there's no internet and, and cell phones are, are, are pretty rare. And so That's right. you, all of a sudden you, you show back up and all of a sudden life of agony. So the only way I could track, you can only see him, you know, you'd get a Rolling Stone or a Rip magazine or whatever metal magazine at the time would cover it. And you'd be like, oh, he's in that band right now. And yeah. so it was a strange, where's Waldo was always, where's Whitfield? Uh, I, I, I think that that is a true assessment. I've got, you know, speaking of life agony, do you know what today is? I do not know. Today, uh, life agony have, have done an incredible, so I'm going to pitch it right here for you. Uh, they've done an incredible, um, documentary called the sound of scars. And oddly enough, it comes out today in America. Excellent. So, and you, I'll send you like a weird little link to that. Maybe you put it up on your radio station or something absolutely. like that. But those guys are good dudes. Well, dude, you did that. And then, of course, you had, you had these other bands like Medication. Um, or, uh, you know, of course, I thought Another Animal was unbelievably astounding. You played a rock fest for us. And, uh, and again, because you've, you find ways to terrify the people that care about you, I watched you climb up uh, as tall as it could possibly be, the very top of the rock fest stage, up the aluminum truss, which had rained earlier that day and scared me to death. I kept thinking, dude, this is it. I, I'm going to have to watch this, and it's going to be the worst day of my life. Uh, yeah, I remember that stage left. Yeah. I remember that. that was cool. <laughs> that was good. That band was really good. Those guys are, you know, interesting enough, I just hung out with Shannon Larkin and Dave Fortman in Fort Myers, Florida. And if you want to hear something interesting about Shannon Larkin, the dude is a Zen master. He has a backyard. You know, you, you know who Mr. Miyagi is, right? Sure. Okay, Shannon is basically Mr. Miyagi. He has a giant and beautiful manicured backyard with 26 massive koi fish. So imagine how big it is. And, like, it's a big, like, it has rivers to ponds. And he also has um, six, about 50 to 60 turtles that he, that he cleans and loves every day. And he's got, like, pretty big, which is a funny wording, big bonsai trees. He sets out there all, he sits out all day long, all zen out, all Mr. Miyagi'd out. And he is an awesome awesome dude dude i so get this so you know disgrace land that i've got that land there's a about a two acre pond two and a half acre pond and i've got koi fish in it that i feed every day uh and they're getting big big i got a couple ducks that live out there and i'm just getting ready to introduce some red-eared sliders into it so uh because they're local and they're not invasive and yeah i completely get why the drummer did you, did, for you, a rock band. did you did you have he he has literally, literally i'm saying this again on purpose he has twenty six so koi good. fish, big giant koi fish, oh, and he so and good. he knows all their names. He's named them all. He and he loves them. <laughs> he has a he has a battle with these. Uh, you know, there's like there's big gnarly kind of heron type. Oh birds yes, are, you have to go to like, war with and them. So, and, and those birds, you know, come on, what nope. can you do? But those birds, they they will. Like they'll kill Fred or Tim or whatever the fish's they do. names are. They got Fonzie and and, and and Shannon's not into that. He gets really so he sits out with his. You know, with, let me just say this: the, he does what he does what he can do legally, but it's it's he against those big herons, giant birds that are trying to eat his fish. Well, and the worst part is they won't even they can't even get him out of the pond. It's it's not even it ends up where they can't even yeah, take him. They just it's stab like, him. It's, it's like a pointless death. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, uh, I've i got uh, Roman candles out of the land because I don't. it's not a neighborhood. So I'll just walk out there and light the end of a Roman candle and fire it off, and they, and they leave. But, yeah, what he's got to do, it, it, you know, what I would do is if it would be strong enough, I'd have to get a super low-powered Red Rider BB gun that's just a spring and just pop it one or get near it so it'll take off. But they will absolutely yeah, he, kill he, them all. I'll, I'll, I'll find out exactly what he did. He did the thing that was legal because, you know, the, like the, at least the birds in – Fort Myers, Florida. There, like, you can't. No, kill you can't. Them. No, you can't. And plus, you shouldn't kill them anyway. But 
Anyway, let me ask you this question. How many koi fish are in your pond? Uh, I've got 12, and they all have different names. Uh, and it's funny because I'll, uh, you'll see them, and then what will happen is I'll see six of them. It's very rare you see all 12 in one day, but I'll get nervous, right. and I'll remember which ones I saw the day before, and I'll wait to see the new ones. I've only ever lost one. I lost my great big one, uh, a big albino named Fonzie. And because the big evil bird? Yeah, yeah, because I found him on there. You could see he'd just gotten pierced, and then a raccoon had got him. Now I've got, well, that's, I'm sorry about your big albino um, fish. But here's, the, here's, the, here's <laughs> something that you may have not seen yet. Sorry about that, bro. Um, and Shannon's fish make new fish. Yeah, see, I haven't had any breeding at all because I've got too many crappie and bluegill and, and, and bass and stuff. It's a, it's a farm pond, and it's outdoors. So they just, anything yeah, but, that's little gets gobbled up. Do you have a little dock? Uh, oh, yeah. No, I, I built my dad a dock. My, you know, my dad's got Alzheimer's. And so yeah. uh, years ago when I first bought Disgraceland, he, I was showing him pictures, and, he, and it was, it's a steep bank. And he said, are there fish in there? And I go, yeah, Dad, there are. And he, and he said, I sure would like to fish one more time. And uh, so that, that brought out a whole crew of friends of mine and literally built into the rock on the side a dock that cantilevers up over the water so he could just stand there. And I built a little uh, temporary tent for him so he wouldn't have the sun on him. He could sit out there and just drop it in the water and catch bluegills as many as he wanted to. Oh, that's amazing, man. Yeah. That's known as uh, colloquial title is, is Bill's Big Deck. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Well, piece of pops. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I've got an important question for you. Yes, sir. Tell me about the cat. Oh, Mr. Oscar. Mr. Oscar was found at a dumpster at a restaurant. My girlfriend found, heard him. I couldn't, I couldn't hear him. He was uh, meowing. And she goes, do you hear that? And I go, no, no. And she goes, seriously, listen. I go, oh. and she, all of a sudden she's in a dumpster. It's August. And uh, she pulls out this little bitty fella uh, who is a pound and a half, almost dead. And I, I was afraid he wasn't going to make it through the night. The, the next day, the vet couldn't even get him. Uh, couldn't even put an, uh, an IV in him because he was so dehydrated, but he pumped up and plumped up uh, over the next couple of days, got him back to the vet, and he is, uh, he is the overlord. He is Oscar, lord of the dumpster, and he runs that goddamn place. Let me ask you this question. So that means, do you think a human threw a cat in a dumpster? I don't know. He, I, he, he was so young. He was only about eight weeks old. So 
there's if he was feral, he hadn't embraced the feral nature yet, or he had somehow climbed in. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't imagine he was the only one in there. And I mean, yeah, I mean, human cruelty is real, but I can't. I just, it's hard to imagine why you would have one cat and throw it in. I feel like somehow he managed to get in there, or or the mom had the cat in there and only got some of them out and and had been keeping him alive. That's amazing. Um, I'm so happy you found that cat. I'll tell you a similar cat story without giving away my location. Mm-hmm. So, so where I'm staying, there's this there's this awesome gal, Vanessa, that rents me my flat. My flat has a tin roof. It's awesome, and uh, she's part of this amazing family, right? Right. In the place that I'm in the place I'm not supposed to say where I am yet. Anyway, so her parents live about I would say an hour and a half from here, out in. You know, out in the in the in in the in the sticks, like way out there in the in you know in the you know in the mountainous region that I'm at, right? Yes, yes. And they, funny enough, we're going. They they have. She has, um, I think, sixteen brothers and sisters, and she has uh, thirty. And the and her kids have thirty six cousins, and so they go visit the the makers, the the, the you know the, the the family every now and then. Just oddly enough. They were they they were coming back from her parents' house, which is once again about an hour and a half away, two hours away, and they saw a feral cat in the, out in the middle of nowhere, and they pulled over randomly, kind of like you in the dumpster, mm-hmm. and picked this cat up, and and it's a girl cat, and they're they're still trying to name her, and they 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 own, they also own a restaurant called Baldi's, and um, and so the cat's going to be. It, it lives at the restaurant now. So Perfect. imagine if you're a feral cat in a dumpster or out in the middle of nowhere where I'm at, right? Right. And then this cat that, that was found is going to now go from zero to hero, zero being out in the middle of nowhere, maybe you'll die, to living at and being loved at a restaurant. Where tons of people every day. No, no, you're you're exactly right. It, I, my girlfriend had died. She'd never had a cat, and so she was worried. She's like, you know, I've heard they're cold. Like, will they, will they, uh, will he love me? And I go, I don't think you understand. Like, you wait and see. Their bond. He follows her everywhere. He he, uh. he she makes these crazy ass. Uh, she goes out and gets pine cones, covers them with peanut butter and and seed, bird seed, hangs them outside the window. He likes to look out, so the birds will come and eat that, so he can watch it out the window. This cat walks into the walk-in shower and gets wet and takes a shower every day. He couldn't care less about it. He loves that water. He's the most ridiculous overlord I've ever met. Wow. Is he a house cat, or can he go outside and say hi to the koi fish? Uh, he's, he is definitely a house cat. She has made it, and no, uh, she gets very nervous. Like I, I leave the door for a second at her house, and she's like, uh, what if Oscar gets out? He may never. I go, I got it. So she's she's a nervous mother. She, he's he's gonna. I'm going to end up building him a little... Uh, like an outdoor enclosure so he can go hang outside. You know what my friends do in Tahoe? They have those cats that are all, they're like, uh, they're part African cat, but still any cat would dig this. They actually, so think of the idea of a catwalk that models walk on, like yeah. Victoria's Seat. So, so they actually, so they actually, so imagine the, the specs of your roof, however, the, however disgraced that is. They built all in, like I'm talking in Tahoe, like in a Tahoe style house. Like catwalks that that are that that mirror the lines of the roof inside. Like you oh, could yes. get up there if you want, and it's real and it looks cool. It doesn't. It's not. Um, it's not abrasive on your eye. Like it doesn't ruin what your house looks like. Yeah, yeah. But they have and they have little places they can go hang out at. The t- it's it's a really wondrous and awesome use of space. And actually, it's an actual real catwalk. 
Oh yeah, no, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen it in a couple of magazines. It's it's fantastic. Is because two o'clock in the morning, this cat, he's fantastically weird. So he gets what we lovingly call the zoomies. Like two in the morning, it is. It, he just goes bat s crazy, and he's just tearing around this house. And then his other favorite thing is I've given her one of those Roomba robotic vacuum cleaners for Christmas. And yeah. he loves to watch it and bat at it. So he learned how to, he watched her. He now knows how to turn it on. So about three o'clock in the morning, you'll hear that thing fire up and he's out there playing with it because he knows how to turn it on and it leaves its little area and starts to vacuum across the floor. And then that'll, that'll entertain him for two and a half hours. I like Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. He's all right. He's, he's not bad for a goddamn cat. And he, uh, <laughs> he is, yeah, uh, he is, he's, 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 I love him more than I can even put into words. Uh, all right, let me take a couple calls. Let's take a line two. Where do you, where, Andy? Andy, where do you think, uh, where do you think Whitfield Crane is? Johnny is in the Philippines. Headphones. Are you in the Philippines? Are you in the Philippines, Whitfield? Um, I am not, but I, I consider that an awesome guest. And you're close. Yes, he is not in the Philippines. Uh, that's a very good try. Uh, JT, JT, I think I think he might have had the same guest. JT, were you guessing Philippines? Oh, wait, I, I I love you. I love Ugly Kid Joe. Actually, he, I have he another animal you. still in my rotation, man. He loves he loves you. He loves Ugly Kid Joe, and he still has an, an, another animal in the rotation. Uh, where do you think? Were you thinking Philippines, JT? Yeah, I was thinking Mindanao, Philippines as well. That is not the case. All right. All right, you stay right there. Yeah, I don't know that if you guy caught... Named, that guy's name is JT? Correct. Good guess, JT. Have an awesome day. Um, What about Erica? Erica, where do you think, where do you think Whitfield Crane is? Hey, Johnny. Is he in New Zealand? Is he in New Zealand? Are you in New Zealand, Whitfield? Funny enough, I'm not. <laughs> now, funny enough, he is not in there. Uh, thank you very much, Erica. You're, you're Thanks, wonderful. Erica. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but you started out as a Spanish colony where you're at right now. I did? Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you know ox carts are your national symbol? I do actually know that. I got a tattoo of that yesterday. <laughs> did you uh, Did you know you're one of the biggest coffee producers in the world? Over Kerala, India? Yes, yes. And I believe this to be true. I didn't have time to verify it, but the word is no military. That is actually true. And let me tell you this. You know, I accept the world as it is. And the fact that there's no military here is there's an there's a essence of calm and like guns i'm not into guns i'm not into handguns but you know and peace to to guns and peace to military and peace to all that but just the fact that there is no military here, there, there's a certain vibe because of that it's pretty awesome yeah well no i understand that man listen nobody threatening a country and nobody invading it and, uh, and they're not being that that feeling is wonderful i mean i mean that you know that that's very very true uh the borders are very secure. I will add that to this place. Uh, and uh, and oddly, I've stayed here here and there. I've been here before. And so every three months, you got a boogie. You got to go across a border to get your passport stamped so that you're not, you right. know, just make it. It's a three month rule. And so oddly, the borders that are next, the, the 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 countries that are next to this. When you do leave this country, you go from you know no military, no guns, shanti shanti to. Like you, I mean, you walk across like from from like you know from me to this door back. Like it's machine guns. Like yeah. you, you're surrounded by. It. It's really an interesting. It's a trippy thing, man. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. Um, let me see here. Uh, what is this guess, Jake? I'm looking. Lou has a guess. What is Lou? Where do you think that uh, Whitfield may be? 
South Korea. Lou says, tell me, Whitfield, are you in South Korea? Whoa, Lou. Lou? I am not. He is not. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. I like your name. <laughs> Thank you, though, Thank Lou. You. He loves your name. All right. It's, uh, if you're wondering why I'm repeating, if you're just joining the show, I'm here with Whitfield Crane. Uh, and he's just a dear friend. Well, we, we got our international calling shut off by our, our station. I uh, don't know why, but I'm calling and where he called us. Uh, I'm on my speaker cell phone pressed up against the mic and I can hear you guys in my headphones when you call. But you are hearing Whitfield as I press my phone against the microphone. So it's it's quite spectacular and it's in its uh, ridiculousness. Did you actually hear me on the show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You sound better than you better? should. No, you, you sound right. ridiculously good. I'll be honest with you. Well, I tell you, once again, I tell you, it's because we're on uh, whatever it's called. We're on WhatsApp. Yeah. Or no, no, we're no, not. No, we're, we're on, on FaceTime, FaceTime yeah. which actually sounds better than an actual phone call. I'm stoked on that. Well, here's the thing is, it's so great that you have he has so much. He, he literally ran down. He goes, listen, this is how it goes down. He goes, this is the best one. And then that was uh, Messenger was not good. Uh, WhatsApp is second. And there was some. No, no, no. WhatsApp no. has WhatsApp 100% sounds the best. Okay. To my ear. This is an opinion. This is my it's not even an inference. It's a fact, man. So WhatsApp is dope. It has a bottom end that's awesome. FaceTime is super good. And then, like, Facebook Messenger is poo-poo. And then an actual call, like if I called you and paid $3 a minute to talk to you, right. is the worst of all, like AT&T or Verizon or whatever. All of that stuff is poo-poo. But funny enough, so, so you know, if you can, you know, I love the don't, fact that- use, don't use the normal phone. He travels so much. That he literally knows exactly how to make it. And I was telling him earlier, like, I'll get a message from Whitfield. And one of the things I love so much is uh, you don't send a lot of text. What you'll do is you'll just voice tape something. And and yeah. so the messages I get, it's always his voice. And it's so, like, I started doing that to people because I think it's so much more personal. And it and for whatever reason, it just means a ton more to me. It, it's all your inflection is there. You can hear what they meant. It's It's pretty great. I think that's a good way to go. Yeah. Listen, uh, hold on. I think we're getting, I don't know if we're going to be able to hold out much longer. We've given away too many, too many clues. All right. Give me one. Is it who are we with? We are with Josh. Josh, do you have a guess? I uh, is, is Whitfield in Costa Rica? Josh wants to know, is Whitfield in Costa Rica? Josh. You got that. Good job, man. You win. You win. Exactly. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. Yes, he's very excited. Josh, he is in Costa Rica. That is right. All of these things I told you were very true. Uh, Nimbulus is a, is a spiritual creature, mystical maybe, on the mountain of death known as Cerro de la Muerte. And that is the, the mountain of death. The, the Blue River is, um, there's two Blue Rivers, but the one I was talking about was Rio Celeste. Uh, and that is this very blue river that is there. They are a Spanish colony. They do play their national anthem at 7 a.m. every day. They have a lot of seismic activity, volcanic activity. The ox cart is their national symbol. What was the clue, Josh, that tipped you off to Costa Rica? It, it was the the first one. Once once I heard mythical creature, this girl I know, her her mom. Once he heard mythical creature. Mythical creature buff. And, so and so you recognized I, Nimbulos? I didn't, but her and her mom, I called her, her and mom. she she asked her mom real quick, and they, they didn't want to call in and get the answer, so I'm just going to take her to Her and her mom figured it out, and then uh, <laughs> they had Josh call in. So listen, Josh, what would you like to do? Not Fest, Seven Dust, Rock the Dot, or Megadeth? Not Fest, man. Not Fest? All right, June 7th, Azura Amphitheater at Sandstone, which I've seen Whitfield Crane and his different bands play at a number of times. 
Hey, Josh, congratulations, man. Congratulations. Give it up to the ladies in your life. Exactly right. All right, hold Thank on. Thank you, guys. And shout out, shout out to my old Northland crew. They're listening right now. Right on. Hold on a second. Uh, he is in Costa Rica. This is this is. By the way, you you decided to kind of have you settled down there a little bit, or you is this going to be your base for a while? <clears throat> no, 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 no. I'm here for two months to train because we can finally go on tour. Ugly Kid Joe is going on tour. I go to uh, London on the fifteenth. And I basically tour on and off for six months in Europe, in the UK. Ugly Kid Joe has a record, uh, a new album that's going to come out in September. We got a new single dropping um, uh, mid-May. We haven't released a single in, in seven years. Dude. So, um, I mean, yeah. So, no, I'm just training. So, if the thing about it is, let's be honest, you know, if you want to do what I want to do, you got to show up and you got to want it. And you got to, you know, you got to get ready for it. So... I'm getting ready for it. Dude, those shows and anybody, I'm telling you, you want to watch a, a crowd connect with, with a band, start looking up Ugly Kid Joe uh, and, and look at the, the, these um, European festivals. Uh, everywhere from Poland to Wacken to, you know, to uh, Download, uh, normally known as Donington back in the old days. But it, it is amazing to see the joy on their faces. And one thing that anybody who knows if they're a UKJ fan or a Whitfield Crane fan, they know the, the crazier the crowd gets, it's an Aussie thing with you. Like, the further it goes, the more it goes. Like, it becomes a perfect symbiotic day. Yeah, playing is awesome. Yeah. You know, and it all, it all leads to that, you know? There's nothing, I mean, for me, I mean, we're the same. You and I are very similar in the sense of, you know, we have a tool to connect to people, right? Yeah. And uh, there's nothing, for me, there's nothing better. And, and, dude, you get up on the mic. I've seen you do it. You're great at it. Um there's nothing better than connecting through music, you know, no. especially now, especially with the world now, post pandemic and, and everything else that's going on. Like if any, you know, if the world needs anything, you know, it, it's music oh, dude, or I was, art or whatever. I was turning a friend on. We were coming back from St. Louis. I went to this great trans world haunt show this past weekend. So we rode down there and it's all like it's a haunted house convention for professional haunts. And so <laughs> it's just the most fun, ridiculous thing ever. And, uh, and so super childish and great, but on the way back I go I, I I was talking to Jake and so I knew we were we had you on the show and I was turning a friend on I'm like man listen to this newer stuff like she's already gone like songs like that and I'm like God damn this is so good and so fantastic and a couple albums back like you make me sick how heavy that is or let the record play yeah uh, you know just some I mean Devil's Paradise I mean really really fantastic and I got back into like Cats in the Cradle and I don't know if I ever told you this but because we've not talked about it a lot, but when you were young, uh, your father, your father left, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes. And, and so every time I listen to that song, it genuinely hearing you sing that, it really makes me sad. Well, that's good. That's its job. You know, what's really interesting about that song in particular is, you know, we filled out America's Least Wanted uh, with that song and it randomly was successful. And, uh, and of course, yes, that song is something I, I, I listened to as, as a young kid with my sister. Uh, on 45, on a little little vinyl. But um, we played a show, Ugly Kid Joe, on tour with Def Leppard in 1993, played a, a show at this place called Jones Beach. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Sure. But, but Sandy Chapin, which is, it's, of course, uh, Cats in the Cradle is a, is a Harry Chapin song. Sandy Chapin is, uh, is Harry Chapin's wife. And so she came to that Jones Beach show and because that song was massive. And, it, you know, and it was, yeah. it was the, the, fa the family came to be like, wow, this song is alive again. 
And I sat and talked to Sandy Chapin, who's a sweetheart. I think I met her kids as well. And she, um, she goes, you know, I wrote that song. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? So if you look at the credits for Cats in the Cradle, beautifully, oddly, you know, for real though, um, it'll say S. Chapin, H. Chapin. She wrote those lyrics about the, because her husband is out there doing philanthropy and kicking ass and being a good dude. Um, and she was like, wow, this guy's never around. So she wrote those lyrics and handed them over to Harry Chapin, who turned it into that song. And that is, it's amazing tale. Is Yeah. is But is that connection to that song because your father? Oh, I would say for me, it yeah. reminds me of when, like, you know, when you're a little kid and you're sneaking around the house and you hear, like, you hear the, the floor creak under your feet. You don't want to get the parents to wake up and get you. Right. So at that point, my parents were still you know, together in their room. And I would sneak from my room to my sister's room. And I was, I was a little boy, like a little teeny boy. And uh, she had, uh, you know, 45s. And we'd sit there right. as low as you could and just listen to Cats in the Cradle over and over and over again. So, I'm, you know, I'm sure that my father's an element of it, but um, it just really, rem- you know, yeah. it, it all kind of works together between my sister, my mom, uh, and my father. But, you know, it really reminds me of my sister. Right. Now, you know what? What a beautiful memory. I mean, what a fantastic memory, sharing music with your sister and your mom as well, by the way. Is she well? Is she well? Yeah. Uh, she's going through some stuff. I'll uh, tell you about that. I'm sorry. On man. another day. It's okay. Well, because I know that you were spending a lot of time with her during the pandemic and you were you were in Palo Alto, right? Yes. Yeah. I always go to Palo Alto to go look after my mom. And, and you know what I've been doing lately, which I think any of your listeners should do, and I'm sure you already do it is I've been going, in particularly in Palo Alto, because that's where I'm from. Palo Alto, for your listeners, is in Northern California. And so, you know, I've got, funny enough, that's a strange town in the sense of we know each other from, like, nursery school and, and you know, elementary school. We have, a, we have a surplus of friends. So what I've been doing when I go back to Palo Alto is not only, you know, of course, looking after my mom, because she's awesome, but um, I go visit my, it doesn't matter, I don't even, I don't even ask my friends. I go to where my friend's parents live and I go hang out with their parents and I say, and I say, thank you for making my friends. <laughs> and you know what? If anybody doubts what they just heard, I'm telling you, you can take it to heart. That is 100% Whitfield crane. No, but, and they're, this is the old, the, the old guard, you know, we're talking people that are eighties, nineties. Sure. They're stoked for someone to come over and say, thank you or whatever. It's a, Absolutely. it's a beautiful thing. So I guess my message right there is if you've got something nice to say, go say it while you can. That's a fact. That is a fact, man. Look, brother, I love you. Um, I gotta, I gotta jump, but you are, uh, you're just, you're one of my favorite human beings in this entire world. Just, just the way you live and uh, the friendship we've had over the years and the always catching up. It's always, uh, it always makes me happy and, and super glad that we do. All right, I love you. Hey, was the word before we go? Was the word with nebulous? What was the word from Costa Rica? Nimbulos. Nimbulos. Can can that be the last name of your cat? Can it be Oscar <laughs> Nimbulos? You know what? Let me. I'm going to clear it with the commandant. And uh, as, as the cruise director says, yes, I say Oscar Nimbulos. How good does that sound? Hey, how's Oscar Nimbulos doing? <laughs> he sounds like he's like a professor now. You know, something tells me he, she will be just fine with it. By the way, have you seen the pictures of him with the bunny ears on? Of course they have. Ridiculous. No, oh, so ridiculous. Look, I love you guys. Find him. Find Whitfield Crane. Uh, find him anywhere. Jump online. Find the social media. Find the music. Buy the Ugly Kid Joe. Look for Yellow Cake. Look for everything, and uh, and check it out for yourself, man. I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. It's uh, you're a good human being, and you, and you live your life well, and uh, you wear your legend well, Whitfield. I right, man, love you, dude. Congratulations, Josh.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.